Blog Talk Radio. Live from the Talk Radio 49 studios in Little Rock, Arkansas, it's Bad Brad Hicks, Money Mike Carnahan, and of course, the pretty boy, Sean Castleberry. It's your weekly look at humorous top headlines and current events. It's the American Idiot Show. doing out there it's sean castleberry and michael carnahan here with the american idiots podcast mike how you doing hey i'm doing pretty good uh it's memorial day so definitely uh i think i think sean we need to go ahead and define memorial day real quick for these folks sitting at home that think that that, that get memorial day and veterans day mixed up because uh it is becoming an issue that is grating on my nerves, too. Yeah, we were talking about it just before we came on the air about all the uh, what I call war porn on the Internet, whether it's Twitter or Facebook, Instagram, whatever, people doing posts you know, of themselves in uniform and thank the veterans and all this and that. Memorial Day is about the people that died in combat, nothing else. It's not about veterans. It's not about retirees. It's not about – military members that died after their service it's those that died on the field of honor so please stop with the war porn and just like observe memorial day for the people who shouldn't have died but did absolutely i mean and you know the, the thing is i think we know what memorial day is about just because we've been in the military myself and you mr castleberry but I, I mean, the average person may not understand the uh, understand the scope of Memorial Day. But let's be honest here; it, it's awkward enough on Veterans Day when people are like, "Hey, thank you for your service." I, yeah, I never felt comfortable with that to begin with. I don't know about you, Sean, when you were active and you would uh, go into a restaurant or something in your uniform or something, and somebody would be like, "Thank you for your service." Uh, that always was the most yeah, awkward you, part of military to me. What what always got me is like when I would travel, and I'd have to be in the airports in uniform or whatever, and you know these people would salute me, and and it would just be like, seriously, you don't do that, you know, there 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 are rules and regulations to how you do those types of things, and. I get that, you know, some old vets and some people are just trying to show respect. I get that. You know, maybe they're nostalgic for back in the day or whatever, but it's so awkward. So it awkward. really I mean, is. Unless, I mean, unless you're some kind of fucking douchebag, like, uh, God, who was that guy that that they did the movie Sniper about? Chris Kyle? Unless you're Chris Kyle and get off on that shit, you know, that douchebag. Fuck that guy. Anyway, Ooh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, shots fired. I hate Chris Kyle. Fuck him. Glad he died. <laughs> Damn. Well, I mean, Sean, I, right? I, I mean, I have to get off on a tangent here, but I will say this much. You know, Chris, I, I'm going to have to disagree with you a little bit here. Chris uh, did a lot of work with uh, veterans after with PTSD after uh, getting out of the military. So, I mean, I got to salute his ability or his uh, attempts 
to work with veterans with PTSD. That's what he was really doing. But, you know, you, you, you look at his book, you look at his memoirs, you look at the things that he said in interviews. This guy was a class A douchebag, piece of shit, liar. Everyone in his unit said he was a fucking liar. Um, he doesn't deserve any honor or respect, in my opinion. He's as bad as the people that love the Confederacy. Well, I mean, uh, Sean, I don't know if you know this a little bit, but uh, he actually got into a fist fight with our presidential, our American Indian presidential nominee of choice, uh, Mr. Jesse Ventura. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and his wife tried to claim uh, falsely, you know, uh, that Chris Cowell won that fight and all this other stuff. You know, he actually sued her and won. He won <laughs> the lawsuit because well, and I remember, Chris Cowell's I story remember. was bullshit. I remember a lot of people who uh, didn't understand the story or didn't take time to understand the story during that time kind of fucking uh, just automatically railed on Jesse for for uh, suing a fucking widow, which I'm, exactly. I'm not yeah. advocating suing a widow. I mean, I'm not advocating any of that, but I mean, if Jesse felt the need to do it, the law was in his favor. I mean, it is what it is. Somebody can say that they whooped my ass And I don't give a fuck But apparently it matters to Jesse So I mean he was within his rights Right And yeah, he won So it is what it is But you know on a lighter note Today is the 40th anniversary Of the release of Return of the Jedi Did you watch it today? Is it really? No I did not I did not watch that Ah you little shit no, we just got finished watching it just before the uh, the broadcast. I wanted to make sure that my kids saw it today. Um, yeah, great, great movie. I mean, at that point, we thought that was the end of the saga. No more Star Wars movies. That was going to be it. And, uh, God, who knew? Who knew that we uh <laughs> going to have the prequels and the sequels and everything in between? And now here comes Disney, who is going to monetize absolutely everything fucking Star Wars. We have Baby Yoda now taking over the goddamn world. Have you watched The Mandalorian? I have Disney Plus, but no, I have not watched The Mandalorian. Is it great, Sean? Well, it's actually very good. If you are a fan of the original trilogy, it feels like Star Wars. It is very good, well written. Um, the characters are developed at just the right pace and the cliffhanger at the end is just, it, it's, it's phenomenal first season. And now they're talking about second season. There's going to be Boba Fett. It's going to be joining the story. Uh, you, you also have the potential for one of the clones from the clone wars uh, series, Rex and mm-hmm. uh, Akasha which was one of the main characters from the Clone Wars series, is supposed to join as far as another Mandalorian. So it's really interesting that they're going to throw all these characters in in the second season. I'm hoping they don't overdo it, because what they did in the first season was damn near perfect as far as how it went. Absolutely. Well, and I mean, it's got a lot of buzz. Uh, obviously, what's become old, what's old has become new again. Uh, a lot of see a lot of posts constantly my fucking timeline on Facebook is flooded by baby Yoda and fucking chicky nuggets and 
chalky milk and shit. Like, that legitimately talking like a baby has become standard practice in fucking normal language now. People talking about chalky milk and shit. Like, oh, society, Sean Castleberry. Society. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, definitely, uh, one thing I wanted to, uh, we talked about right before we hopped on the air, kind of an update to last week. And Sean, I don't know if you know this, I didn't even click the motherfucking article. But uh, Trump came out today and said he just finished a two-week course of the uh, hydroxychloroquine, uh, the fucking anti-malaria drug that he says uh, can help with COVID-19. So, according to Trump, which it just came out last week that he was fucking taking the fucking drug, now he's somehow transported himself in time ahead of week, uh, and has completed a two-week uh, run of it. So, uh, I would just like to call bullshit. I think that uh, mining your theory I about think. him not fucking taking that goddamn drug is pretty accurate at this point. I mean, we talked about a little last week how dangerous the drug is, especially for senior citizens, which he is. Um... Yeah, like you just said, I call bullshit, too. He wasn't taking that. That's something I just don't understand about the guy. I mean, you've already – you're already in the job. Why lie about anything? There's no point in it. And how many lies has this guy been caught in in the last, what, three years? Just – it's incredible. Well, I mean, let's be honest here, Sean. You know, a lot of people make fun of Trump for everything's the biggest and the best and bigly and stuff. And I was sitting here thinking about this today, quite short, just a little bit before we came on the air tonight, and I was thinking about this. Trump's a salesman. Trump's background is real estate. Trump's a salesman. Excuse my fucking dog in the background acting retarded. But Trump's a salesman. So, of course, everything's going to be the biggest and the best. And, of course, you're going to find out little lies about it. But let's be honest here. How did we get so far to the left that we we forgot that we literally hired a salesman to be president of the United States? He literally sold his supporters a bill of goods. I mean, I was thinking about that today. I was like, this motherfucker's a salesman, and he – How did we forget that? Everybody talks about how he's a fucking, uh, a fucking, uh, what are the reality TV star, but nobody seems to remember this dude's a fucking salesman at the end of the day. So are we really surprised that this is what we got? No. I guess... What I am surprised about, you know, one, he was elected. That's kind of crazy. Um, but two, like all the shit he said as far as Mexico is going to pay for the wall and, you know, we're going to rebuild the infrastructure and just these blatant bullshit lies that he threw out there to win the election. And he hasn't done any of that stuff. And I just, his supporters are just. You know, that's why I call him Colt 45. You know, I just don't understand the blind support. It's it's crazy. Well, and I mean, even you look at certain individuals. So you look at the previous two administrations, Bush and Obama. 
four years in, both were reelected. But four years in, both both of them had some supporters that went to the other side because they called them on some shit that they promised that they didn't fucking deliver. Yet the weird thing right. is, is, should your should your prediction hold up as to what you said about what we'll be calling come November whenever we uh, go live calling the election? Should that hold up? I mean. This dude literally is an anomaly as president of the United States that we have never seen before, and I just I don't understand it. Uh, by the way, props to Biden uh, showing up for the first time, and I think they said two weeks to do something uh, do something pretty good this Almost morning. Almost two months. Yeah, doing something doing something fucking good this morning, uh, laying the wreath, obviously. I think we can all probably fucking understand that that was that can be translated back to what would be a glorified photo op, but very presidential, I should say, of him to do that today. I think it was important for him to get out there and do that. You know, he got a he got a lot of shit this week for uh, telling that dude in that interview. You know, if you don't, I mean, you know, if you vote for Trump, you say black. Oh my God! Which, no, 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 Sean, which, Sean. The the, yeah. the original quote is worse. He said, "If you're consider, if you're torn between me and Trump, you're not black, or you're obviously you ain't black. not black." He was talking to uh, Charlemagne, the God, who is a uh, right. very influential uh, radio host. And oh my right. God, I sent that to you guys, and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Like and I listened to it, and and he said that as a joke, and you know he immediately came out afterwards. He's like, "Okay, I apologize. I get it that some people would you know take it the wrong way, but man, that shit was funny when you actually listen to it." And that's something that you can honestly say about you know Mr. Biden is that he is comfortable talking with African Americans, and he feels that he can joke around with them. And a lot of African Americans came out in support of him. You know, when he told the joke, you know, and they said the same thing. You know, here's a man, you know, that people forget was picked by President Obama. Now, I think he was picked by President Obama because he was a moderate and because he towed the party line uh, and and he helped balance out how people attacked uh, President Obama as being too progressive, which was also bullshit because I think, you know, Obama was, a you know, pretty – Moderate too, but uh, no. It, it when you actually listen to it, it's pretty funny. You should go back and actually listen to the actual interview. Well, I mean, here's the thing with uh, here's the thing with the Biden situation and the Democratic situation, and we've talked about this before. Obviously, um, Biden's joke was out of touch, uh, in my opinion. Uh, you look at it and. It's another situation where I believe it's, hey, I can get away with anything because I got the black vote. Uh, I, I truly believe that the upper management of the Democratic Party believes that, no matter what, that they automatically have that minority vote. And in certain cases, they have. But yeah, it just I, – I read that, and I was like – I can understand what the fuck you said, 
but I never want to hear you attack Trump for saying anything he said before, because that was a gaffe like a motherfucker. Like, well, again, I mean, when you take it into context, it's like left Trump. and you it's like we have Trump. When you, it's like we have Donald Trump and left Trump. No, well, no, I wouldn't even say it that bad. Again, you've got to listen to the interview, and you've got to hear how they were talking to each other and how they reacted to each other. I mean, they were both laughing. It, it, you know, he was talking to somebody that, that he's spoken to before, and they have joked around about things, and that's why he said what he did. Uh, and, and again, he came out immediately and was like, yeah, you know, I probably shouldn't have said that. But, you know, it was in jest, and it was this funny thing. And – you know, even uh, even Trump has said things in a similar way that have been funny. And I've had to tell people, dude, chill the fuck out. The guy's trying to be a human being with a sense of humor. You know, sometimes he is a funny guy. Sometimes he's not. That's true. I mean, Amy, see, here's the thing, too. I will say this. Some of the stuff Trump says doesn't bother me. Some of the time I'm like, hey, motherfucker, get a sense of humor. But... That one struck me as like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? Like, bro, come on now. At first, it looked really bad, yeah. No, it does look really bad. I mean, when you read the headlines, like, you know, because all it said was Biden says, you ain't black if you vote for Trump. It's like, what the fuck did he say? But you actually had to go and and look at it. Right, exactly, exactly. Uh, Well, Sean, um... We're waiting for our third host here on the show. Let's go ahead and uh, get into uh, one of our topics that we talked about uh, doing tonight, and that's uh, Guilty Pleasure Songs. And I came up with this based upon your timeline for those that are friends or follow Mr. Castleberry, some hilarious fucking shit on this man's timeline. But uh, you started posting Guilty Pleasure Songs yesterday. Go ahead and uh, yeah. talk us through what a guilty pleasure song is and some of yours. So, like, you're driving in your car and you hear that one particular song that just makes you dance. You can't stop. It's great. You know every word. You're singing everything. And the guy pulling up next to you is looking at you like, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? You know, it's just uh, it's it's that song that – you don't tell anybody about that, that you just love. And, you know, for me, a lot of those songs happen to be disco songs and new wave 80 songs. So yeah, I started posting all of these and I was cracking myself up because some of them are really bad. Like the first one was Falco's rock me Amadeus. You've heard that one, right? Are you there? Oh, no. I think I've lost Michael. All right, so I'm going to go back. I'm going to read my list off to everybody so that everybody can uh, see how terrible my music selection was. But I started off with Falco's Rock Me Amadeus. I went on to Adam Ant's Goody Two Shoes. Uh, Frankie Goes to Hollywood, Relax. The Stray Cats, Strut by the Stray Cats. Duran Duran's Rio, Banana Rama, Cruel Summer, uh, Kim Wilde, You Keep Me Hanging On, Scandal, Patty Smith, Goodbye to You, uh, The Go Go's Vacation, 
the bagels in your room, Bananarama again with Venus, uh, Murray Head, One Night in Bangkok, Tony Basil, Hey Mickey. <laughs> uh, that's the, uh, right? M, Pop Music, uh, Olivia Newton-John, Magic. I was a big Olivia Newton-John back, you know, fan back in the 70s. ABBA, Take a Chance on Me. I love ABBA. Uh, Casey and the Sunshine Band, give it up. A huge Casey and the Sunshine Band fan. Uh, <laughs> Kaja Gogo, I, I know I'm saying that wrong. Too Shy, uh, Modern English, I Met With You. And uh, I finished it off with two songs by Wham, because I'm a huge George Michael fan. I love Wham from back in the day. I'm Your Man, uh, The Edge of Heaven. And then my last one, of course, was uh, Duran Duran's The Reflex, because that was just an awesome song and video back in its day. Now I hear any of those songs, I'm just, I'm grooving, I'm dancing, I'm happy. I love all of that. So I didn't realize what a new wave fan I was until then. And I completely miss David Bowie, too. There's a lot of his songs that I need to add to that list. I'm going to make a playlist off of uh, YouTube with the one that I just did. How about you? What are yours? Uh, I've got a few of them. Uh, you know, uh, uh, of course, I'll, I'd do anything for love by Meatloaf is fucking amazing. Uh, of course, I gotta go fucking, can you really call Queen a guilty pleasure song? I mean, come on now, I, I don't know. No, no, uh, no, no, the guilty, course, the guilty pleasure has to be a song you wouldn't listen to around me, or Brad, uh, or any of your hmm. friends. That, that's why hmm. it's a guilty pleasure. Boom, Bob's a good one. Yourself. There's quite a few <laughs> good ones, John. Uh, there's quite a few good ones. You said boom, Bob. I'm gonna I, I, I'm gonna be right that. back, Sean. I have to check on something. I'll be right back, but uh, give me a few more years. Okay, uh, let's see. You mentioned Umbop. So uh, when I first got out of the military, and one of the first jobs I I got, I was working in a mall, and In Sync was really popular. So. I had to hear all of that that was going on. And some of those songs, I, I don't know the names of them, but some of them I'll hear them and I'm just like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's in sync. And then uh, Sixpence None the Richer, Kiss Me, that was one. I definitely like that one a lot. Um, there's a song from Benny and June. I Would Walk a Thousand Miles. That's, that's a really good song. What else? Uh, basically, any 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 type of disco music from Casey and the Sunshine Band, ABBA, um, you know that whole Dance Fever era from the seventies. I love all of that. He's left me here in the studio by myself. What do I do? What's going on? I'm trying to entertain everybody. I just had oh, to run okay. through a uh, driving rainstorm. Oh yeah, yeah. It uh, decided to pour. Give me. It decided to pour all of a sudden. It, it's like crazy out there. Oh, it's not raining over here. So you mentioned Umbop. What are some more of your uh, your, your favorite songs? Uh, Umbop's good. Uh. Let me think what else is good. Uh, just about any 
anything 90s, let's be honest. Anything 90s that's got that vibe to it, it's just ridiculously catchy, is pretty much guilty pleasure. Yeah, but when you say anything 90s, there is such a wide variety. You're talking pop music? Yeah, anything 90s pop is pretty much guilty pleasure songs. So, early 90s. Like Insane, The Backstreet Boys. I don't know necessarily that I would go boy bands, but, yeah, I mean, for the most part, most... Most people don't admit that they like that kind of music, but yeah, that would be on the list, et cetera, things like that. Some pretty good ones. Uh, what what the hell are you doing? You were so out of mentioned. breath. I'm fat. Shut up. Um, <laughs> NSYNC, the Backstreet Boys. Uh, there's a couple other songs that, uh, obviously, Hootie. Uh I wouldn't quite admit that I'm a Hootie fan in, in all circles. I do uh, I do know that that would definitely be something. That would definitely be something that I would say would be a guilty pleasure. Where are you on Hootie, Sean? Is that a guilty pleasure, technically? Uh... I don't know. I can't say that I remember a lot from the 90s. I was in the Army the entire time. So, um, you know, that involved a lot of alcohol, a lot of blacking out. So, uh, yeah, I don't I, – I honestly don't remember a lot about the 90s. I remember, like, early 90s watching things like, you know, when MTV still had music. um the real world, that was a big thing when it first came out. I think I watched the first two or three seasons. That was pretty fascinating to me. Um, but music, there's not a lot of music I really remember. I'll hear it, and it kind of, oh, yeah, okay, now I remember that. But it's nothing that – I just wasn't a big 90s music fan. Uh, I was always a classic rock guy, more bluesy rock, <laughs> and, and, of course, the new wave shit. And, uh, you know, disco, but, uh, <laughs> um, not a lot. In fact, recently I've been listening well, to more I've bluegrass than anything. I've got one, Sean. What about that, uh, UB40 band, uh, Red, Wet, Red Wine and, uh, oh, yeah. that remake of the Elvis song? I guess they would be considered guilty pleasure. Okay. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. I like both of them. Uh, I think that they're really good. Uh, what, uh, yeah, you mentioned Red Red Wine, and I Can't Help Falling in Love with You. That was their other, That's what yeah. It was. And of course, you can't really put Elvis in the uh, in the guilty pleasure song because Elvis is just fucking amazing. Well, I don't know, I'm a Beatles guy, I'm not an Elvis guy. I know one, uh, that may shock you, uh, from our other host. Uh, Mr. Brad Hiss would definitely be Miley Cyrus. He likes that uh, party in the what? USA. <laughs> That's amazing. I could see his big giant ass in his truck just dancing to that. 
going down the highway. That would be hilarious. I love that. Right. They, trust me, I've seen it. It's probably the funniest damn thing you'll see. <laughs> so, like, here in Arkansas, they just, you know, started reopening churches and different venues and stuff like that. Bars and clubs are going to be allowed to open uh, this next week, but no dancing allowed. Are you going to go? Yeah, that's going to be a strong no for me. And a follow-up. <laughs> what the fuck is the point of the bar if you're not dancing? Or, well, I guess you can go there and sit around and get drunk. That's about it. Like, right? what the fuck? The whole point is to, like, dance, shake your ass, have a great time. Um, yeah, if you can't dance, I don't see the point either. That's crazy. That's a no for me, dog. Wait, hold on. Does that extend to Does that extend to like strip clubs? Like does that mean strippers are going to be there but they're not going to be dancing? Well, I'm sure they're going to have them like taped off 6 feet to the pole, you know. They just won't be able to do their private dances or anything. True. True. Now, they're going to be wearing a mask, too, so that's going to be interesting. That will be interesting. That's probably about the most articles of clothing that they'll have on. Uh, don't so does that mean that you're going to Visions this weekend? No, I'm absolutely not going to Visions, but what I was about to say would definitely ring true for Visions. Instead of the Arkansas Beverage Control Association coming in and busting and shutting the place down, now they have to worry about the CDC. Right. Of course. Gotta love gotta love capitalism. But John, you asked So what do you what what Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I don't know, I was just gonna say you kinda laughed at me earlier about my uh when I sent you information you mentioned about the uh clubs and bars and things reopening. Uh we talked about we talked about uh, the current level of cases here in Arkansas earlier, and you kind of laughed at me when I said it. But, uh, I, I mean, they're talking about a second peak coming through, but I'm not necessarily seeing a peak. I'm just, I'm just confused as to it's been steady. There's no peak to me. But in addition to that, I mean, we're supposed to be, if I read Trump's plan correctly that he laid out, the guidelines he laid out for reopening, you're supposed to be without any new cases for 14 days before you can enter phase two. Am I correct on that? I mean, that's how I understood it. So I don't know. I mean, they're just, they're cha- everything changes from day to day. You know, I've been one of the lucky ones to be able to be an essential worker. So the number of changes that we have gone through has just, I mean, it's every day, every single day, the screening questions, how they take your temperature, where they take your temperature, how they block off everything. Um, I mean, it's just, we're just so used to the changes now that it's just like, okay, whatever, you know, just point me in the right direction. Let's go. Um, Yeah. 
<laughs> it's hilarious. But what do you think about them reopening the churches? I mean, I tell you what, my my significant other, my girlfriend, she uh, she goes to a church here in Sherwood, and I actually believe that they're probably one of the few churches that are doing the smart thing. So even though they've been given the go-ahead to uh, reopen and shit like that, they're holding off um, until they can feasibly oh, see all of their uh, until they can feasibly see all of their congregation. This is one of those uh, larger churches that have multiple services, but they're right, right. holding off until they can reasonably sit their uh, congregation without you know, potential for issues. So they're still doing it via Zoom, I believe. Okay, yeah. I mean, like, when I heard that, I was just like, yes, yes, open them all. Open all the churches. Let the flocks come in. Yeah, I got a morbid sense of humor. But, you know, they're they're like running around, you know, talking about how we don't need... Any doctors or medical scientists we have gave us <laughs> all over the state. It's insane. It's just like, okay, go to church. I don't care. Darwinism works. The, the you know, uh, natural selection actually works. Please go. Please no. deny, deny science all you want and go. Please do this. You know... My favorite my favorite person was the guy who was like, you know what, fuck Trump, fuck the government, they can't tell me how to run God's law, and I'm still having church bitches and all sorts of shit. Oh, those are Did those he are actually my say I'm still having church bitches? Okay, I don't think he said I'm still having church bitches, but, you know, basically. I mean, I, I would go to that church. God damn it. That would be amazing if he was like, God damn it. We're having church bitches. I'm. I'll be there at nine o'clock. I got to see this for myself. Yeah, exactly. I, and I mean, I'll tell you what. Certain churches, I will say this, Sean. And I know I, you haven't been around church for quite some time and things like that, but there are certain churches out here that I will give credit to. You know, a lot of them say that they don't disbelieve in science just because vaccines, for example. You can pray for a cure for this disease. What if science's answer is God's way of answering your prayer? Not to get off into this heavy shit, but you know, right, I right. Say that certain churches are getting smarter. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't knock all the churches that are around here. I mean, we there's probably more churches in the state of Arkansas than most other states, you know, uh, outside of the South. And there, I mean, shit, there's one on every damn corner around here and each one has their own little sign and their own dogma and everything like that. But some of them actually do some good things. Like the guy that we interviewed a couple of years ago, that's trying to combine all the homeless shelters in Little Rock. That's like a really cool thing, and I admire it when they actually go out and try to help people and do things like that. Um, but the ones that are just running around, you know, like, I ain't doing the vaccine, Mark of the Beast, with the microchip from 
you know who. It ain't happening. Please, seriously, like, get off the Kool-Aid. That shit ain't real, man. Just live and let live and quit worrying about bullshit that ain't real. <laughs> just you got to enjoy life and quit just victim mentality. Absolutely. I mean, people who – it's kind of like the po- politics debate that we talked about. People on both sides of the aisle will just stick their fucking heads in the ground that eventually – no, 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 no. And they won't listen right? to shit. And it's the no, same you're way about right. It's the same way about so, religion. You have these people in the church that just refuse yeah. to believe in shit besides what they're taught in the Bible. And they take this yeah. literal interpretation of the Bible. Heads up, people. Yeah. The Bible is translated God knows how many times. And let's be honest. Probably been loosely translated by this point. Uh, people just don't think right. I would agree. Should. Well, I mean, you you have those people out there that are, you know, very stern believers. This is the word of God, and there's nothing wrong with it, and it's the infallible word of God, and that's what they believe. They've been taught this since they were children. They've gone to church their entire lives. And I get that. I used to be one of these people, you know. I was an ordained minister at one time. Um, it's uh, You just come to a point, though, you start looking at the contradictions of this book. You know, there are over 100,000 different contradictions. The, the, the miracles, you, you can't prove any of that. You can't prove that there ever was a God ever will be a god, you know, and, and, and of course the argument will come back, well, you can't disprove it either. Eh, I'm not making the claim that there's a god, so until I see evidence, I'm not going to believe. And again, I don't, I don't want to knock people that do believe because that's their thing and it makes them better people, whatever. Just stop denying science. I mean, these people that let their kids die because they got to pray over them, man, that's fucking torture. That's wrong. Shit like that shouldn't happen. That's my thing, thing, John. See, I will say this. I'm a believer. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. All that stuff. But at the same time, people who are like, oh, you, uh, you vape. You're going to hell for ruining your body. Motherfucker, please. You eat that force cheeseburger and tell me I'm going to hell for for fucking ruining my body. You know, and things like that. Like, people will... People are all for a literal translation of the Bible, which, trust me, I'm not. I believe that God used metaphors, for example. Okay. So, I mean, I can't quite explain everything because I'm not read up on my Bible. I can't quote verses and things. But I believe God used metaphors. Honestly, that's what I believe. I believe God used metaphors. God didn't literally mean, hey, motherfucker, if what's some of the stuff you told me, if you eat shrimp, you're going to hell. Motherfucker? Okay. (laughs) You know, I, I mean, I literally don't believe that. If you do believe that, then shit. You're fucked. 
I mean, let's be honest here. And people that literally can break down and say, oh, well, I'm a good Christian boy, et cetera, et cetera. Well, motherfucker, you also got a can of skull in your mouth and fucking all this shit, and you're supposed to treat your body like a temple. What about that cigarette you got there? The, them fucking nar- narcotics you're cooking in the back, fucking Walter White. I mean, come on now. Wow. I, literally. Preach, preach it, brother. Literally, my thing is this. If you live your life, be a fucking good person. And guess what? At right. the end of the day, it's kind of like my mom used to tell me. Michael, I'm going to try to be the best person I can be. And I've thought about that before. And if if you're a great person and you do all these great things and you don't fucking get into heaven, is heaven really a place you want to be? If, let's say Gandhi, for example. Gandhi didn't believe in God. I don't believe so. He was a Buddhist, correct? No. Gandhi was a Hindu. Well, shit. Gandhi didn't believe in... Christianity. Say Gandhi fucking gets up to the pearly gates, and they're like, bro, you didn't believe in Jesus. Down you go. So you're telling me Gandhi's going to hell? Come on now. There are there are literally millions of Christians that believe that, yes. But, you know, and, and, and I don't want to make this a big debate or anything like that, but there are certain questions that believers should ask themselves about their religion, whether they're Hindu, whether they're Muslim, one of the many Christian denominations. Um, many. Many. Um, there, there are several questions that you should ask yourself. Now, if you want to go by blind faith alone, I have to respect that. That's your thing. That's what you want to do. Cool. But you've got to look at, you know, your historical document, your dogma, your text, your holy book, whatever it is. Um, where's the evidence? What supports this book? Now, a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, we know that Jerusalem's real. We know all this stuff happened, blah, 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 this and that. Well, I look at the Bible like Les Miserables, a novel written by a man who lived during a a certain time period, and he, it took him 40 years to write this book, so it's pretty historically accurate as far as what happened during his lifetime. He witnessed these things. He put it in this book, but it's full of fictional characters that never existed and didn't do any of the things that are in this book. That's how I look at holy books, whether it's the Quran, whether it's the Bible, the Torah, uh, writings about Buddha, you know, the Hindu religions, anything. You know, it's just a, it's a mythology. It was a guide for people that needed it in their day, but it's unnecessary today. You know, we know where thunderstorms come from. We know that we're not supposed to, you know, wipe our asses with our hands. Well, at least in Western, you know, civilization. Um, and we do know that women aren't the evil creatures that they've been made out to be by every religion. That, you know, they're just people like everyone else. So... People should really take time to think about these things and question them, you know, especially these extremists. 
I would agree. I, I mean, like I said, Sean, at the end of the day, even though I believe in God and Jesus, I still believe that both of them, right. I believe the overall, the overall landscape of all of this is be a good person. Do the right thing. Don't be a dude. And you know the Chris. The Christians and the Hindus and the Muslims, uh, the Sheikis that I've met, you know, all sorts of religious people that I've known throughout my life. Most of them are like me. They just want to live their life. They just want to be happy. They want to be good to everybody else. They want everybody else to be good to them. That's the majority of people in this world. But then you've got the assholes. And uh, just stay away from them. Let them do their own thing. They're going to breathe themselves out. They're going to die out, and that'll be the end of it. You know, I was hoping COVID nineteen would take care of all that, but you know, they they did the whole you know shutdown thing. So, oh well. <laughs> Excuse me. I completely agree Dude, with you. Gotta that. Quit smoking. Like, apparently, I'm going to hell. There might be hell in my lungs right now. Um, right. The thing is with this whole situation, though, I just there's douchebags and everything. Like, fucking stop. Just fucking stop. Like, stop being a douche. Be a good person. Your parents hopefully instilled good things upon you, even though God knows in the South they may have instilled racist tendencies, but still. Take the good. Use common fucking sense. Uh, common sense is a, is, a, is a misnomer, though. You know, is sense really common? That, that's one of those things everyone needs to think about, too. You know, sometimes people are smarter than others in different things. That, that, that's one of those little sayings that, that has always irked me my entire life. I've never liked that because it tends to make people look stupid and I don't like it when people do that to other people. I, I agree. But my thing is this. Common sense is uh, common sense is be a fucking good person. Help your fucking neighbor out. If your neighbor's stranded on the fucking side of the road you shouldn't have to sit there and think oh they're going to rob me. Fuck that. Like you okay. should be like Here's- First should be, hey, let me fucking help this person out type of situation. So here's a little test for you. We'll, we'll test your common sense here, okay? You're in church, and you're leaving because the sermon's over, and you look down, and at your feet is a $100 bill. What do you do with that $100 bill? What does common sense tell you to do with that $100 bill? Common sense tells you to fucking be like, yo, whose hundred dollar bill is this? And you can't use this Whoa, with me. Really? really? Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you can't use this with me, Sean Castleberry, because the one time I've ever found a large bill, I fucking actually, it was in middle school when I was at Sylvan Hills Middle School, and I actually turned that son bitch in. I Why? actually did it. I did. I turned that son you know, bitch in because, Sean, at the end of so the day, the needs that money. If you pick that up, right? Right. If you pick that up, put it in your pocket, no one sees you do that. Possession is nine-tenths of the law, correct? Correct. You hadn't done anything wrong. Maybe it was a blessing from your God 
that you found that hundred dollars. Right? I mean, true. But at the end of the day, maybe that blessing is a curse to somebody else. I mean, if somebody loses money, people have lost money, you know, all throughout history, right? I mean, yeah, it's sad. Now, if somebody, if you put that in your pocket and you start to go out the door and somebody's like, hey, you know, somebody dropped a $100 bill. Hey, I found that. Here you go. Now you can feel good about that, right? I mean, yeah. Or or they may even announce it later, say, at the evening service. You know, hey, earlier today, you know, little little widow Betty Sue dropped a $100 bill, and that was her rent money or some shit like that, you know? Did anybody oh, happen to find that? Oh, oh, cool. Here you go. Yeah. But if nobody says nothing, somebody drops a bill, dude, that's yours. Who the fuck do you know that Betty Sue, Sean Castleberry? Do what? Who the fuck do you know named Betty Sue? Oh, I I don't know anybody named Betty Sue that I know of. You know. Oh my yeah. goodness, that I is just, the most country name I've ever heard in my life. Are That's, you kidding me? I've met a girl named Clementine. Bullshit. I did. It was no about way. twelve years ago. Yes, it was about twelve years ago. I took my son to a park in Conway, Arkansas. And this old man had his granddaughter there, and her name was Clementine. I thought that was the neatest thing. Yeah. Dude, that's pretty awesome. That is pretty awesome. But just, oh, my goodness, like, especially in today's world where people overthink everything, including fucking what to name their child. We have fucking best-selling books, Sean Castleberry, outselling fucking medical books and shit that can actually improve people's life about what to name your fucking child and what it means. Right? Like Elon Musk? Did you read about that? No. Okay, so Elon Musk and his girlfriend, I don't think it's his wife, they named their kid like X, A, B, Z... Like I one one or something. I I don't even remember what all it was, but it's they had to they they actually had to change a bunch of it today to Roman numerals because uh, California state law wouldn't let them keep the numbers in the name. So it's like this really odd alphabetical numerical name thing. Yeah, uh, I don't even know what you call the kid. Ten X. I don't know. I mean, my goodness, yeah, like that poor child. Like, have you ever thought about this? This is what you should be required to think about before you're naming your child. Okay, you ready? I'm going to set the scene. It's the first day of school. And the fucking teacher's doing roll call. And they have to be like, uh, 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 X, two, four, six, alpha, omega, Q, two, sixty, five. Like, Motherfucker, you're just setting your kid up to get ridiculed. Well, it's like that. There's a couple up in Michigan a few years ago tried to name their kid Adolf Hitler, whatever their oh. last name is, Baker, whatever. Oh, oh my and god! And of course, the state, yeah, the state refused to allow that to happen. And they went to court and they tried to sue. And uh, shit, I lost track of the case after a while because uh, it, it came out about two or three times that, you know, this was an ongoing thing. And, uh, of course, they were white supremacists and, you know, Nazis oh. and 
they wanted to. So obviously, Sean, I will say this. I definitely do not support fucking what they believe in shit. But I mean, at a certain at a certain point, can the state really do that? Like constitutionally? I mean, I think the world has declared that the name Adolf is ruined forever. Well, I would agree. And I, once again, I wouldn't want to be named Adolf, but constitutionally. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, I mean, I we, mean we were going to talk about freedom of speech today, and this kind yeah. of leads into that. But, yeah, I mean, I, can you name your kid Adolf Hitler? And can the state stop you? Not. It's kind of weird. I, mean, I, I would agree. Can I, I mean I wouldn't do it like you said. I I wouldn't do it either. I, I don't see any point to do it. But I mean, my kids are lucky. My wife stepped in and they didn't get named Falco. You know. I mean, I'm just saying. Fucking goddamn! I remember a couple of years ago. I mean, this may have been ten years ago, but. I remember somebody posted on Facebook, hey, if my post gets to 300 likes, I'm going to fucking name my kid, uh, what the fuck's the Transformers name? Uh, uh, fucking, the really popular Transformer dude's name. I forget what his name is, but yeah, he said he was going to name him Optimus Prime. That's what he was going to name him. Fucking was going to name his kid Optimus Prime. I mean, is it silly? Yes. But, I mean, it's their kid. And guess I what? I met a guy in California who had legally changed his name to Optimus Prime once. I mean, at the end of the day, Sean, at the age of 18, you can change your name if you don't like it, motherfucker. Well, yeah, you know, I, I thought about that when I was growing up. I wanted to change my name to Danny California. My wife still asked me for that. Oh, yeah, I would have done that in a heartbeat. Yeah, was this before or after uh, the Chili Peppers? Oh, this was way before then, yeah. Oh, wait, yeah, I was like fucking 14 when the Chili Peppers came out with that. So, yeah, this was a little bit before that. <laughs> That's hilarious, right? though. Would it have been D-A-N-I or would it have stayed uh, D-A-N-N-Y? I would have been D-A-N-I. You would have stayed with D D A N I. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It, it, in fact, when I play video games, that's usually my go-to name. I'm Danny California. Hey, how's it going, man? Yo. <laughs> so everybody, look it up on uh, Sean's uh, platform of choice. Look up Danny California. You just may be p- playing video games with uh, Sean Castleberry of the American Idiot Show. <laughs> Did you just say video games? You sound like my grandmother, man. I love them video games. They're rotten. The people. Play that. Play that video game. That Atari, whatever it is that you be playing, Nintenders. Oh my God! Every fucking grandparent alive thinks every video game is Super Mario. Why don't you play that Super Mario Brothers? You back there playing them asteroids again? Yeah, Frogger. Right? Oh, goodness. Like if, if my grandparents could see the video games that were around today, 
oh, they'd be blown away by that shit. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, they, they saw me play games like Pong and Pitfall, and they were just like, hmm, okay, not impressed. But could you imagine them seeing Madden 20? Oh, right. Absolutely. I mean, you know, the millennials get all the, you know, the cool shit, you know. They're, they're always like, oh, we got the best games, blah, 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 this and that. Dude, we've watched that grow from the beginning, from Pong until today. We've got to enjoy all of that. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, that kind of does lead into a little bit of uh, freedom of speech, too, we were talking about a second ago. Uh, video games. Oh, yeah. Uh, obviously not now as much. They still technically are censored because they have the uh, ESRB rating system on them that I believe was mandated yeah. by – it could be John McCain. I could be wrong on that, but I believe it was John McCain that was leading that charge. Back in, I want to say, 96. And I think the first one that uh, was Mortal Kombat. And then uh, the next real wave I can remember was uh, Grand Theft Auto. And, I mean, technically, right. technically that's a little bit of free speech. And people are, uh, it got attacked. I mean, we talk about, uh, do we really have free speech? Eh, not so much. Well, okay, so in America, do we have freedom of speech? And, and one of the reasons why I want to talk about this, because something funny happened to me this week. Um, obviously, I'm on Facebook. Everybody sees me post all the time. And, you know, I, I don't hold back. I, you know, uh, fuck is one of my favorite words to type on Facebook. And what was that? What was what? That big scream. I don't know. Sean, are you haunted? No. No, seriously, I just heard like this big, I I thought like you you dropped something on your toe or your dog bit you or something. No. I have no clue. Okay, that was weird. Okay, okay, anyway, that was weird. Right. Anyway, so like I'm kind of a, you know, obscene uh, on my post, whether it be Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. And God, I've been on these things for like years and I've never been banned. I've never gone to Facebook jail or any of this stuff. And I've always thought it was funny when people did. And I didn't understand what it was all about until two days ago. Uh, there was an article about a local restaurant, La Hacienda, that had to close their doors after reopening uh, because people refused to wear masks. Now, they were providing masks at the front door, so there shouldn't have been like a big deal about this or anything. People should have just been like, yeah, okay, cool. I'll wear that until I start eating, whatever. But these people are like, no, you're impeding all my freedom, America. Fuck you. So they had to shut their fucking doors. And I commented on this story on a local news channel that, you know, Americans are Fat, stupid, and entitled, and I can't believe that they shut down one of my favorite restaurants over this shit. And I got banned for hate speech over that on Facebook. Can you believe that shit? I, I mean, technically, I. So I read your deal this morning about that, and I. <laughs> <laughs> Listen Part to of me sighing. Like this, Sean. 
part of me thinks if you use certain words that there's like an automated system that right. it automatically triggers it and there's really no uh no checks and balances with that. Right. And I think that's what you may have felt fallen into on that. But I mean And it might have been. You know, it's not so like a lot of my friends it's have. It's not like you're looking at a, at somebody particularly and being like, "Hey, you're a fat, stupid bitch, who's entitled." Right. You're kind of just taking a group and saying that they're fat and stupid and entitled. Right, and and, and that's the thing. Uh, someone obviously reported me for saying that. Um, but what's funny though is that my response to Facebook was, you know, Americans are. One, one in every three Americans are obese, so we are an obese society, so we're fat. Um, as far as industrial nations go, Western nations, we're the most uneducated, so we're stupid. And Americans think they're the best at everything, right? So we're entitled. So everything I said was a fact. I just said it in a way that was kind of insulting because, again, I'm obscene, and I do that, and I think it's funny. But it banned me for 24 hours. So, you know, my, my, I couldn't post to my other stuff, you know, like sci-fi visions or any of the other things. And, it, you know, it, it made me realize, oh, shit, yeah, I got to watch what I say or I'll get these bans. And now it's censorship. And I hate censorship more than anything. Um, can't stand it. All my life, the, the Ku Klux Klan has been able to hold rallies all over this country and say the most vile evil, fucked up shit on state capitol grounds all over this country, and they're protected by the First Amendment. You know? And if they can do that, then I should be able to say whatever the fuck I want, or anybody else should be able to say whatever the fuck they want. You know, as long as they're not intentionally harming somebody. um, Because words don't actually... So this is a double-edged sword, in my opinion, because you remember before fucking all this shit and the hate speech and shit like that came out and Facebook started, you know, this agenda against it, people were fucking flooding timelines saying, oh my god, he said somebody was fat, he's fat shaming, or, you know, in this case, cyberbullying, or things like that. So, I mean, it's a double-edged sword. Do you want that, but don't want you know, do you want that, but be able to still call Americans fat and entitled, or do you want to get rid of yes. that and possibly give up your ability no. to say Americans are fat and entitled? I mean, again, I, okay, so again, I get that Facebook is a private entity, and they can make up whatever rules that they want, which sucks. Hold up, Facebook's private? That's how Facebook went public. No, but what I'm saying is is that it, it's not controlled by the government. Oh, okay, right? I got you. Yeah. It's a it's a private company not controlled by the government. So they make their own rules. So if they want to say that me calling Americans fat, stupid, and entitled is a hate speech, well then they have every right to do that because that's their own forum. You know, and again, fuck them. Uh they're assholes for doing that. Um but no, I hate censorship altogether. You know, it's like I hate pornography. I think pornography is demeaning, it's sexist, everything about it is vile degrading to women and I don't watch it. I don't have anything to do with it. So it's been protected by the Supreme Court as freedom of speech. 
So I avoid it. You know, millions of Americans enjoy it. They use it. They do whatever they want with it. And that's them. But I don't, I just turn the channel, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Um, I just ignore it. Like everyone should ignore everything that they don't like. When you start censoring things, where do you stop? That's the question that people should be answering, you know, or, or actually asking and trying to find the answer. Where do you stop censorship? So, what, is, what really is hate speech? You know, we're, so, are we going to become Orwellian? Once again, though, at the same time, I don't want people to be able to get on here and, you know, for example, go on these racist rants about, you know, black people and use offensive language when describing them and stuff like that. So, I mean, right. it's a double-edged sword is my thing with this. It's okay, so like with which – Okay, so so here's what we're looking at. It, when, when we do American Idiots, sometimes we have a guest on the show, right? Mm-hmm. And when when we had the author of Blackfish, someone oh my called God. in and use someone called in and used some very choice language, and we 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 just shut them down really quick, right? Right. So, so basically, we, they we censored them technically. Technically, we did because it was such an offensive thing. Now, it got out on the air. Everybody heard it. But then we just said, okay, we're going to shut that off because it was somebody being stupid. Now, yeah. if, we invited a white, if we invited a white supremacist on the show and to not do that, then we are really fucking idiots. You know what I'm saying? Like we wouldn't censor a white supremacist that came on our show. We would just debate the topics, and we would actually tell them why we think they're fucking stupid. You see what I'm saying? We might call him a fucking moron a few times. Right, exactly. So if anybody wanted to come on the show and be a white supremacist and be like, hey, I, I hate these people because they're this, blah, 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 or whatever, yeah. You know what? I welcome the opportunity. I'm not going to censor what you say. You're going to look like an idiot, and I'm going to fucking show how you are an idiot. Um, but then again, you know, anybody else that we had on the show, if they just crossed a certain line, that's the things that, that, that I'm talking about. You know, when you talk about, say, the trans issue, when you talk about civil rights, when you talk about gun rights. What's going too far? You know, is calling a gun owner an amosexual? Is that going too far? Mm-hmm. You know, is calling every Catholic priest in the Catholic Church a pedophile going too far? <laughs> listen, listen to you. I mean, there's a fine line in everything that you do. That's a generalization. You're talking generalizations, though. So, yeah, I would say that would be inappropriate. But generalizations generalizations get people fired from their jobs because of Twitter posts and things all the time. I mean, uh, Don Imus, how much trouble did he get into for the shit that he said that ended his career? But let's be honest here. Number one, Don Imus said something that was fucked up. But let's also okay. let's also talk about the fact that I completely agree that an employer has every right to go through your Facebook. 
Because let's be honest, how really? many, especially especially if you're working in a high-profile industry or you're sitting on the board of a publicly traded entity, oh, yeah, Lord knows if somebody, something got out from a Walmart executive saying that they said fucking fuck all Americans 10 years ago, it would become an issue. I see it constantly in the wrestling business where professional wrestlers uh, constantly constantly get uh, in trouble for shit that they posted back when they were, you know, younger, and they did dumb shit like that. Uh, a quarterback in the NFL yeah. uh, for the Buffalo Bills, uh, da, 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 I forget his name. He's the quarterback, Josh Allen, for the Buffalo yeah. Bills. A couple of years ago, his draft stock was hurt by the fact that he tweeted out a racist tweet. I want to say it was in 2011. And you're talking about a 20-year-old kid, so 2011 would have been, he'd have probably been what? Fucking 10, something like that? Uh, but these are things that need to be asked, like, especially if you're looking to make, in the NFL, for example, a significant financial investment in this person, they can't be doing shit like that. So I, I believe okay, for then again, character, I guess, is what I'm saying. Then again, you have to look at, in, in today's society, it's not like how it was even 10 years ago. You know, when I grew up, we didn't have an internet. Now we do. Uh, people your age don't know what a world without an internet is, right? Right. Well, I mean, slightly, but yeah. So, so, yeah, but there are these social rules that go along with the internet you just don't fucking do. So if I, let's say I'm a college kid, and I'm about to go into the NFL draft, what's the first thing that I would do? I'm deleting all my social accounts today. All of them. Right. I don't give a fuck who's on there. I don't care how many pictures I lose because there might have been something stupid I said 10 years ago when I was fucking eight years old, right? Like I shouldn't have had a social media account back then, but True. I would delete all that stuff and I would start all over. Why? Because people are going to investigate that kind of stuff. And I'm not the same person I was eight years ago or 10 years ago. Well, I mean, Sean, that's the thing, though. Some people, and there's such thing as taking it too far, I will admit, there's such thing as taking it too far. But, Sean, let's be honest, deleting your social media ain't going to do shit. People will find it. Uh, like, once you put something out there, if we deleted this episode tomorrow, it's still going to be able to be found in some way, shape, or really? form. Yes, absolutely. I think, honestly, Josh Allen's account was an older account. But somebody took the time to go through, and I guess they had no fucking life, but go through and find his old tweets. Yeah, that's happened to several celebrities over the years. And that's the thing. I mean, so I forget who it was. Somebody was getting ready to host an award show. I want to say it was Kevin Hart, actually. Was getting ready to host an award yeah, he was show. Host. He did something stupid. Yeah, the Grammys. And he lost it. Right, not, not the Grammys, the Oscars. Yeah. Yeah, and he lost that. I mean, Kevin. Kevin obviously ain't a douchebag. Well, I don't know Kevin Hart, but 
I assume Kevin's not a douchebag. But the tweet that he okay. made, and I forget what it was at this time, but the tweet that he made cost him a job. Are you saying that's not something that should happen? Um, I mean, again, you're talking about a private entity, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. They have their own rules, and we have we have social rules now. You say the wrong thing on these types of venues, and people are going to dox you. People are going to attack you. People are going to try to get you fired. I mean, there's all sorts of crazy shit that happens nowadays. Oh, man, there was a kid, and I don't know if you saw this one, but this kid actually was involved in the wrestling business. Him and his little girlfriend, they were getting ready to graduate high school this year, and they made a racist-ass TikTok. Now, this one wasn't old, but they made a racist-ass TikTok about black people. Like, it was fucking terrible. Uh, Where they were standing in the bathroom, and they were fucking, they had cups of water or something. I'm not going to go any further, but they uh, they did some racist-ass shit. Um, uh-huh. And it cost her a admission to a university, and it cost him his ability to go to the wrestling school that he currently... And he was actually being trained in professional wrestling by a black man, which I find just fucking hilarious that he thought that that was acceptable to do that. But fucking... But fucking, it cost them everything. Are you saying that it shouldn't have cost them everything for doing something that well, again, well, again, I I believe everyone has the right to freedom of speech. And I look at it this way. I want everyone to be able to say whatever the fuck they want because then I know exactly who you are. So when that guy stands on the steps of the Capitol and he's spouting all his white supremacy, right – I know who he is. I know who to avoid. I know what businesses not to go to. I know his last name. I don't want to associate with that guy. You see what I'm saying? It helps me to determine who people are. True. Very true. Very true. I mean, and you do make a good point, but I I just – when you say that companies shouldn't be able to look into somebody's Facebook or look into their social media past. So I'm not saying somebody that's getting hired on as a cashier, you should go look back 20 years in their fucking past. But if you're looking to give somebody a prominent job that could potentially, if something came out, could potentially fucking affect, could fucking affect your company going down the line isn't isn't it your obligation almost to make sure you protect your interests? I mean, to a point it would be, but okay, let's take J.K. Rowling, for example. She mm-hmm. wrote the Harry Potter books, right? right. She, was Brit- she was one of Britain's richest people in the world until she gave away most of her fortune to put her back down into the millionaire status from billionaire status, right? Right. She has been savagely, savagely attacked on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook because she agreed with posts on other social media that basically are pro-feminists saying that women are women. Men can't be women biologically. 
sex is real, and you have to differentiate between the two. And the trans community has just tried to obliterate her on social media. Now, what she's saying is considered factually true in the scientific community. But in the social community, it's not. And people that speak out against certain issues on social media, again, they can be doxxed, they can be fired, all sorts of crazy mess happens. But here's a high profile, no one's talking about it. I mean, you should look it up. You should look into the details of this. It's really interesting. Well, I mean, and Sean, to a certain extent, who am I to say that if you identify as a woman, that uh, go for it. I mean, whatever. But this is, I mean, the only way, Sean, is how does how does somebody identifying as a woman that is, was born a man affect you minus going back to the bathroom debate? Well, you're you're a man, right? Right. You're male, so you don't have any understanding of what it means to be a woman, right? Okay, so then we'll flip it. We'll flip it. What is a chick or a female that was born a female that wants to be a man? How does that affect anybody? Again, you're a man. In your perspective, from your point of view, how could you understand such a thing? Right? But I just flipped it. I said a man. What if a woman has to be a man? You're not, you're not flipping anything because this is an issue about sex, right? There, there are two sexes, male and female, right? Right. Just basic, basic biology. Now, if I want to say that I self-identify as a woman, right? right what sense does that make biologically? It doesn't. Okay. So if I say that I self-identify as a billionaire. Does that make any sense? Well, no. Can I walk into Bank of America and demand my money because I self-identify as a billionaire? (laughs) He may be going to jail. Okay, so (laughs) why should a man who tries to self-identify as a woman be taken any less seriously? I mean, I wouldn't agree. I wouldn't disagree with you, though. Like, okay, if so, a man I mean, but, wants to identify as a woman, but a woman wants to identify, or a woman wants to identify as a man, Bob's your uncle. There you go. What the fuck ever. Be you. But my thing is this. I, I mean, it, the only way it affects me or you, it actually affects me or your daily living, is if they decide to enter the bathroom. And now you're getting into the bathroom debate. No, it it actually affects a whole lot of different things. Again, you're not a woman, so you don't understand these things. When you talk to women about these issues that are actually concerned about it, you actually get a different narrative besides bathrooms. Okay? Uh, You can actually talk to homosexual men and lesbian women about this issue and how they've been attacked savagely online. Like, for example, if, 
if I as a man self-identify as a woman, but then I call myself a lesbian because I'm attracted to women, but women that don't like penis won't sleep with me, now I call them transphobic. Does that make any sense? I mean... It's happening every day all over the world. Lesbians that don't like penis, that don't want to be with a man, are being called transphobic because they don't want to have sex with men who identify as women that have penises. Now, I thought this was a whole great big alphabet soup full of love and joy. But yet they're all inner they're they're all fighting amongst their you know their, themselves. Gay men are being attacked for not having sex with trans women because they still have you know their parts. Or maybe they've transitioned all the way, you know, and gay men just don't want to have anything to do with them. It's 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 really fascinating when you actually delve into this subject and you look into the ridiculousness of it. Um, how people are being forced through this groupthink, you know, this Orwellian groupthink, to either accept it or you're bad, you're you're transphobic, you're homophobic, you know, you're all these bad things. I mean, I hate to say that the conservatives are right about anything, but when you know the legislation was pushed through for you know gay marriage to go through, which I do agree with, anybody should be able to marry whoever they want as consenting adults. But when the conservatives were like, you're opening up, you know, an entire Pandora's box of bullshit, they were right about that, you know, because now this whole other movement got to basically ride the coattails of the pride movement, and now they're disrupting everything. They're attacking heterosexuals, homosexuals, lesbians. They're just – they're savage against anybody online. It's really crazy, dude. I mean, true. Hmm. I mean, it's, I would just say look into it for yourself. You know, um, if you go online and you start, you know, spouting this or, or, or talking about it or asking questions, you're just going to get shut down online, uh, any type of social media. Because I've tried to do that just to ask questions like, hey, man, do you, you're a woman. Do you believe this? Do you believe that? And it's just like, oh, you're, you're evil. It's like, what the fuck? I asked a question. You know, right. it, it, but, but, if, but if you actually look at what's going on, like, uh, Great Britain's uh, prison system. Dude, just check that out alone. That will blow your mind what's going on in the prison system with trans people. It's fucking insane. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. That that is an interesting quandary. I've always uh, wondered that, is how that situation works its way out when... uh, People who identify as the other uh, gender work their way right. into the uh, into the penal system or what have you. Like, is a male who identifies as a female uh, housed with females or males? Right. I mean, I guess bathroom debate all over again, but you know, those it those is. are the, and, and you remember when this bathroom debate in North Carolina really became big, and I was like, dude, it doesn't matter who goes into what bathroom or anything like that. Dude, I really started looking into this, and I really started seeing what was going on, and not just here in America, not just in North Carolina, 
what's happening all over the world? What's happening in Great Britain, Canada, France, you know, Germany, all these different places where they've allowed certain things, where they've restricted certain things. You've got to look at the big picture and what's actually happening and what's, what's should be happening or not. Because I believe everyone should have a safe space. Don't get me wrong. I think everyone should have a safe space. But I think what this particular movement is trying to do is erase womanhood. Now, I'll probably be attacked online for saying that. I've lost a lot of friends on Facebook because of it. Um, But the reality of it is, is that there is a group of people in this movement that hate women, especially, and they're trying to erase womanhood. I mean, they go so far as to say that you can't use the word vagina because it's exclusive to people that don't have vaginas. Are you there? Oh, I apologize. I was talking with the mute button on. I would agree with that. I mean, once again, you're sitting here talking to somebody that sat here and listened to people who have been, I've been told that you can't use certain words anymore because they're male words and shit and female words. And I'm like, this isn't the, uh, this isn't Spanish. We don't have gender words and all sorts of shit. And now there's actually, I, I did read that uh, the lang- the Spanish language is being attacked quite heavily for its uh, gender uh, specific words. So, I mean, I, well, yeah, I mean, Sp- Spanish, Spanish and French, especially um, most European languages are, are heavy in the masculine and feminine, you know, in, in, in all the words that they use, there's a masculine and feminine for everything because that's how biology works. We have male and female. You know, I mean, when, when some dude who doesn't even shave his beard or wear a dress or, you know, do anything to make his appearance look like a woman says, I self-identify as a woman and you have to say that I am a woman. No, I don't. I do not have to say that, and I won't. Be like, yo, dude, what's up? If that upsets you, fuck it. I don't give a fuck. You know, I'm not hurting you. I don't give a shit. You know, that's some weird Orwellian group speak. I'm not, I'm not going to play that fucking game. Now, if you go so far as to wear a dress and put on makeup and try to look like a woman, but you still look like a dude, you're transvestite. I get it. The sexual fetish. I totally get it. You know, that's your thing. Cool. Call yourself that. That doesn't bother me. Don't say you're a real woman because that's not real. There's no reality in that at all. I mean, you're not going to hear me disagree with you per se. I also, at the same time, don't want to sit here and say that, you know, I don't want to step on anybody at the same time's toes. They want to live their life the way they want to live their life because, once again, we're supposedly a free country and do what you do. Hey, dude, seriously, like if guys want to wear dresses and put on makeup and act like women, I got no fucking issue with that. Just don't say you're a real woman. You know, if a a woman wants to wear jeans and, and, you know, appear butch and act like a guy – Cool. That's your thing. It doesn't bother me. Consenting adults do whatever you want as long as you don't intentionally hurt anybody. I don't give a fuck. 
but don't tell me you're a real man because that's just that's not how life works that's not logical that's not reason you're you're not using your your mind there you're you're making shit up as you go and you're trying to force people to believe your narrative you know it's just like a, a certain politician that's sitting in the White House right now saying Mexico was going to pay for the wall, and it never happened. But he's still telling people that shit. I mean, at the same time, as much as I love him, Bush said for eight years, or, well, not eight, for, what, uh, eight minus three, five years that Iraq had weapons of mass destruction. I mean... He had intelligence saying so, but obviously that wasn't true. Right. Hey, where, where's our other co-host, by the way? I don't know. I know he said that he was having car issues, so I'm not sure whether he is uh, still having issues out on the side of the road or uh, what's going on. Right. But I guess we're not going to have him on this episode. I guess not, because it's been a little heavy tonight. We hadn't had all the humor that we usually have. Right. Well, I mean, we've pretty much gone through just about all of our humorous topics, except for the one that uh, he wanted to discuss, obviously, about the air and the bag of chips. And, yeah, that pisses me off, but I don't think I can go off on that for about uh, 30 minutes. So let's go ahead and do a headline check. Let's see what's going All on. Right, go ahead. Uh, do, 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 do. Trump has spent far more time in, at golf clubs than Obama had at same point. Who gives a fuck? Uh, do, 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 do. U.S. COVID-19 death toll approaches 100,000. Yet again, I would just like to say that is a rather small number compared to how many people are uh, actually in this country. But with that being said, I will ask you. Um, I will ask you this: Did you see the picture of the people on uh, Lake Hamilton not not uh, adhering to social distancing? You know, I was going to bring that up earlier. Uh, Lake Hamilton and Lake of the Ozarks, that water park. You know, it's funny because there was a picture with at least two hundred people, just elbow to elbow underneath a sign that said, please practice social distancing, keep feet six feet apart. Um, yeah, all these people, they're getting together, they're doing all this stuff. According to the science, some of them are asystematic. A lot of these people are going to get COVID-19. A lot of these people are going to spread this very quickly. So I would say in the next two weeks, we're going to see huge spikes, especially in this area where they just opened everything up. You know, we had, what, 455 in one day, triple that number. That was the, that was the biggest spike so far. Right. And we're, we're going we're gonna to triple that number. We're going to see 1,200 cases daily for probably about two weeks, you know, just here in, in central Arkansas because of this, you know, if, if the science is right. And now, if the science is wrong, then that's not going to happen, and we'll see. So give it about 14 days from now. Let's see where we're at, you know, on that episode. I mean, and that's certainly something interesting. I mean, at that point, do we go back into lockdown? You know, old, old Trump says that we're not going to, no matter what. He wants to steam ahead. And uh, 
I, I, I've seen reports where he said, we will not do a second lockdown. And, you know, my wife and I, we've sat around, we've talked about this. You know, I would say that my wife is a true in the middle left-leaning moderate, where I'm more of a mm-hmm. progressive. Right. And when we've talked about this shutdown, how much harm has it done instead of good? I think it's done a lot of harm. I think that millennials ha- are, are going to be hurt the worst as far as, like, their retirement, their ability to buy homes. You know, how many people have lost their jobs, and these jobs are never going to come back? There's I a mean, lot of people – on though, hold on though. At the same time, you talk about buying homes. Isn't the housing market and loans right now? I believe whenever we at least, whenever my job, right before my job went to into shutdown mode, which we still are, by the way, um, they actually the the interest rates on them were damn near zero. Right. I mean, they they so, are damn near zero. But if you're not working, how do you get a how do you how do you get a loan, a home loan? True, true. If your job if your job is going away permanently and it never comes back, what are you supposed to do? You know, in America, we got a twelve hundred dollars stimulus check. In Canada, they're getting three thousand dollars a month for the next six huh? months, and may and, and may get more. You know, in Great but Britain, I- it's even more than that. Obviously, obviously, we're talking about Arkansas because that's the only place we've experienced thus far. But I mean, really, twelve hundred dollars, and we've been in "quote unquote" shutdown or quarantine "quote unquote" for a month. I mean, that is pretty much a month's pay. It's been about two months, man. Has it been two months? Good lord, I'm losing track of time. It started in March. Good Lord. We're in Good Lord. We've been we've been at home too long. Right? And, and, like you know, a lot of people a lot of people have lost their jobs. And and what's the price that we're paying to save baby boomers? Baby boomers that they grew up in the fifties, they had the best of the best, they had unions, they had you know, a lot of them had free college education. A lot of them had pensions. A lot of them have things that we don't have anymore. They get Social Security. They get Medicare. They get Medicaid. They don't care that Congress is trying to take those things away from everybody else. They don't give a shit because they've gotten everything that they can. You know, the baby boomer generation really pisses me off because, you know, back in the 60s, you know, the Vietnam era, the late 60s, they were all about peace, love, and hippiness and all this bullshit. But, you know, once the war was over and they became yuppies and they started actually making money and investing and saving, you know, here they are. Now they're all at retirement age, and now we have this government shutdown to save all of them. But for what? They fucked everybody. They fucked the whole fucking nation. Now, some people may say I'm cruel, inhuman, whatever. No, I mean they really are. If it weren't for them, we wouldn't be in the boat that we are right now. Or or am I wrong? I mean, I, I don't, it's hard when you put it that way to argue with you. It definitely is. I, I mean, it definitely is. I mean, and I tell you, somebody who I think has is like bipolar as fuck, 
Today, Fauci comes out and is quoted as saying that if we lock down again, that it would cause too much harm. Or it would cause possible irreparable damage to uh, the country. Yeah. And and, and have we already done that, though? See, that's the question that we've Two days ago, he said maybe we shouldn't be opening. Now he's saying, uh, now he's saying it's not. Like now he's saying, oh, but if we shut down too long, it could be bad. Like, bro, you can't tiptoe this line. Well, he he can tiptoe it because again, we have never been in a situation like this before. I mean, nineteen twelve, nineteen eighteen. When was the Spanish epidemic? You know, it was over 100 years ago, and we haven't had anything since then happen like that now. And it's an entirely different world. It's a global economy. We have the internet. We have everything else that we have. So basically, you could say this has never happened before in human history the way it has now. How has this really impacted us economically? No one knows. I mean, if they open up everything tomorrow and just let everybody do whatever they want, is it going to go back to normal, or is this the new normal? We don't know. I mean, I tell you, are we going to – part of me is like this. Are we going to constantly live our life in fear? So I'm back – I've circled all the way back around in my emotion all the way back to where I began when we first started this. Part of me, honestly, and I know you're going to call me stupid for this, but part of me wants to catch this some bitch just to get it over with. Just to get it over with. Right. Like, I'm to that point again where I'm just like, man, I just want to get this shit over with. That way I don't have to live in well, fear for the rest of my life of this virus. But see, that's, but see, that's the thing. You may already have it and you don't know. You may be asymptomatic. None of us right. know. God knows I've been All of us could have. Right? Just because they take my temperature and they ask me a bunch of questions doesn't mean I don't have it. And if they open everything up today and people start getting really sick and people start dying in droves, is it going to be as bad as the Spanish flu? Are 18 million people going to die? Is that I a risk didn't... that we should take? That's the thing, but, like, the weird part is, like, the CDC said, it came out, I think it was last week I read this headline, saying that if we would have shut down a month earlier, we would have saved uh, quite a few more lives. Like, so, it's one of those things, man, like, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. That's kind of one of those things, once again, where, I mean, even though he gives us plenty of material, part of me is like, man, you shouldn't attack the president unless you've been sitting behind that chair because you don't know the kind of decisions this motherfucker has to make, you know? Right, right. He he, he is facing uh, something in the United States that we haven't faced before. He's doing a job where he feels he's doing the best job that he can. Now, going out and golfing this weekend, yeah, but, but, but things like going out and golfing this weekend, you know what? I think you should have yeah. just laid off of that shit. Yeah. But that's Taking just me. The you know? Come on, bro. Saying that we should inject yeah. ourselves with bleach. 
row before you, like, legitimately, I think he would be so much better if he would literally just be like, yo, check out these statements I want to make and let me know if it's okay for me to say this. He will never fucking do that, but no, he would be so much better if he fucking could. Well, if he would just, like, hand over the reins to this epidemic to the scientists that are, you know, working on it and just said, hey, look, these are the experts. They're going to tell you what's going on. I would have more respect for him in that aspect because at least he's admitting he doesn't know what the fuck is going on, and he's he's putting it in the hands of the people that, that can try to figure this out. He did that. Well, uh, I would be okay. I'm- we can even take it back to uh, not even Trump. Back in 2001, Bush. Assuming you don't subscribe to Brad's theory that Bush planned 9-11. Let's just assume if you do that he did. What? Let's, let's assume. He thinks Bush planned 9-11? Oh, God. You haven't heard of that one yet? Yeah. No, uh, it wasn't Bush necessarily, but he was like, Yo, bro, Cheney had offices in the World Trade Center, and the military just happened to be running drills and all this shit. Anyway, so Bra- Butch Bra- Brad is a 9-11 truther? Brad is a 9-11 truther. Anyway, people oh, that... I wish he were here tonight. People that bash that man for his reaction in the days after that, I it blows my mind. Because... Number one, I've seen many a photo where that man's in tears sitting in military hospitals, you know, fucking feeling terrible for these people. But number two, once again, if I know that if I was the fucking president of the United States, besides waking up every morning going, oh, fuck, I'm going to sit there and when I get that shit whispered in my ear, I'm going to be like, nope, I don't want to fucking be president no more. Fuck this noise. Fuck this, I'm out. Honestly, because I don't want that. I don't want to have that on me. Like, you can't. That's another thing, too. Uh, One thing I was going to say just now, another thing, too, is no one understands how anyone else feels in a particular situation. Like, uh, you watch uh, another, uh, uh, what's that show, 48 Hours? Mm-hmm. or any of the crime dramas that you see on NBC or ABC or CBS, and they'll talk about, you know, this wife got killed and her husband acted a certain way, but he didn't cry. He didn't do this. He acted abnormally. How does a person whose wife dies in a murder actually act? Do you know? I don't know. Sure. How would I act? I don't have a fucking well, clue. I mean, you know? It's pretty, it's pretty evident. People fucking talk about this all the time, how – People grieve differently. It's pretty fucking black and white in any fucking psychiatric magazine. But, Sean, I mean, we can even go and extend this, and I know you're going to disagree with me, but we can even go and extend this to the talk about uh, certain. I want you to understand me when I say this, because I know as soon as it comes out of my mouth, you're going to hop off of me or hop all over me. The... Certain police issues. So, uh-huh. a lot of people say that policemen have quick trigger fingers, right? We'll just take that. I would first. say yes. Yes. But Sean, 
where do a lot of what what did a lot of policemen do in their in their former career? Because they haven't been policemen in a lot of in their whole lives. What where does the it, police? It doesn't matter. recruit. It doesn't matter. But my thing it, is it's this: the training do that you, they're former how, military. I know where you're coming from. How can you train that out? Because, uh, because you're, you're exactly the same way that they do in Great Britain or Sweden or France or Norway, you know, over in European countries. And these are countries that have been around hundreds of years longer than we have. They've been dealing with police issues for hundreds of years, sometimes thousands of years, right? Um, they teach their police. Well, at first, they hire police that are highly educated. They don't just hire some Joe off the street, give him eight weeks of training, give him a gun and say, hey, make sure you come home every night. That's bullshit. That should never happen. They get people that have an education, okay, because, you know, most people can do that in European countries. They teach police to de-escalate situations instead of react to situations. And they're highly successful at this. At the same time, I think this whole situation extends. So, Sean, let's say me and you are – can you honestly tell me how you would react if you walked up to somebody's door as a police officer? You walked up to somebody's door on a normal traffic stop, and they started reaching for something that could potentially – and I've thought about this before because it's not necessarily the same situation, but we had an issue where somebody jumped the rail uh, at our show, and one of our wrestlers just beat the shit out of dude. Because, like, as he told me later, you never know what that person has in their fucking hands. They could have fucking hurt me legitimately. But exactly the same point goes here. I don't believe that you can tell me how you would react in that situation. You wouldn't be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Calm down. Don't reach like that. Stop reaching. Oh, Oh, you've got a gun now. Oh, I'm shot. You've got to make split-second calls at the same time. Yeah, but you could also stop a car. No, wait. You could also stop a car and have the driver get out of the car from your car because you have a loudspeaker. Driver, get out of the car. Driver, get on your knees. Driver, put your hands behind your back. Before you even approach them, you have another car come up, and both of you go up there. Hold up, Sean. This is the same, though, you're saying that works in these situations, but there are people that don't even want to hand over their motherfucking driver's license nowadays. You're telling me that they're willingly going to get out of that vehicle? And if they don't, then what should you do? Shoot them? No. Then what? Well, what What's I'm the answer? Exactly, that's my point. You're putting we have a police force in this country that brutalize and terrorize citizens. But Sean, you right? just said it. Sean, you just said it. Tell them to get out of the vehicle. Well, ninety uh-huh. percent of people are going to be like ninety percent of people today are going to stick their phone out the motherfucking window and be like, "I'm recording this. I'm recording this. I'm recording you." And then they're going to be like, okay, "I so don't want to get out." Why am I being pulled over? I don't want to get out. Okay, so what's wrong with that? But you just said, but at the same time, Sean, you just told me that you tell them to get out of the vehicle. 
So what does that accomplish? So what do you do? You call other police cars. You block that car in so that they can't go anywhere. Wait it out. Eventually, a motherfucker will get tired, right? Why am I being detained? Am I being detained? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. But what I'm saying is, as long as you go about it peacefully and you de-escalate the situation without violence, you should be able to do that. Unfortunately, a lot of our police use violence. And that's why people question them. That's why people act that way. Am I being detained and doing all this shit? If the police would de-escalate situations and treat people with decency and respect, I don't think we'd have such an issue like we, you know, like we do. I don't think all police are this way. Once again, like I said, there are dudes. Well, I don't either. For for a hundred percent fact, there are fucking pieces of shit out there. But there's also there there there's also fucking people out there who try to go about their day. And unfortunately, that's the thing that bothers me the most, is the pieces of shit are the people that are making it hard for the people that are literally just trying to do their job. Uh, I had a gentleman right. that I'm friends with. I'm not going to say his name, but uh, he got pulled over in a town here in Arkansas. And uh, he was he was stopped, and the gentleman, he was like, hey, man, I got a concealed carry. He's a uh, minority individual. He said, hey, man, I got a concealed carry. I'm coming off of this security job. I just want to let you know. And the guy was like, hey, cool. That's awesome. Uh, just step out of the vehicle. Let me see what you got, et cetera, et cetera. This bitch pulls up. Some other chick pulls up. And fucking comes down and fucking tases his ass because he fucking was standing there with his fucking hands up. So trust me when I say there are situations where there's somebody trying to just do their fucking job. And then there's situations where people are just douchebags. And unfortunately, yeah, but then, the you have, then you have situations where... Okay. But but you do have a situation like recently within the last few years, you had you know a young African American man with his girlfriend in the car with him, had a baby in the back. He got pulled over by a cop, and he tells the cop, "Hey, I have a concealed to carry you know license, and I have a gun I in the car." The cop shot him. Yeah. The cop shot he, him he, within ten seconds of him saying that. Yeah, he he reached to. I want to say he was grabbing his insurance paperwork, wasn't he? And like the woman and the kid were in the back seat. Or the woman was in the passenger seat and the kid was in the back seat. Am I thinking yeah, I mean, of the right? He hadn't even place? reached for anything. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it is the I same scenario. The lady was next to him. He, no. No, he just told he the guy. The guy freaked out and shot him. Mm-hmm. Well, and see, that's the situation. Once again, if somebody's not being a douchebag, literally... I've had this same gentleman tell me, you know, he's had situations where he's like, hey, man, here's the deal. I got a concealed carry. And he would literally, he'd just be, he'd be cool about it. He'd be like, okay, I'm reaching for my insurance information. And he'd do it. And it ended up turning out well. But at the same time, unfortunately, it gets to the point on both sides where you're not only making life hard for the cop that's just out there trying to do their motherfucking job, but you're also making it hard for the fucking person that has to now fucking take these extra precautions 
or feel like they have to take these extra precautions to ensure their safety because they're being pulled over. It's it's just or how about or how, or how about the guy how about the guy sleeping in his own bed next to his EMT girlfriend oh and the cops serve a warrant on the wrong house and they come in firing as they come in shooting 20 shots killing her and you know he gets arrested for attempted murder because what he's in his he? house with with a legally registered weapon and yeah, I mean, I would do the same thing. Bang, 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 bang. Who the fuck's coming in my house? I you agree. Luckily, he's huh. been released, but at the same time, I would also kind of like to see them cops be charged, honestly, because those cops won't be charged. Cops never get charged for shit like that. Cops make mistakes every day. Cops kill people. Cops cause car accidents that kill people. They 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 brutalize people. They don't get charged. You used an. So, I don't know how you can fuck up that bad, though. Like, how can but it you happens fuck all up the time. that bad? There was a grandmother. There was all out in a house that isn't even the right house. How can you fuck up that bad? Ha- I heard about this today. It happens every day in minority uh, communities in America. There was a grandmother in Chicago just a few years ago that became a high-profile case. The police came through her door, and she was like, what the – and boom, boom, boom. They killed her. Wrong house. They were trying to serve a warrant for drug charges. They tried to play it all off like, oh, yeah, it was this one, whatever. And as it turns out, it was a big fucking mistake. None of them got charged with anything. They got away with that shit. And it – And I mean, if I were to say this – so part of me thinks this is a dangerous precedent because I would hate to see anybody charged with murder for a mistake, but you're talking about a mistake that cost somebody their fucking life. At the same time, right. you look at it and, for example, I'll, I'll equate this to my military career. If I were to make a pl- mistake on an aircraft that caused that aircraft to have an issue in flight and it crashed yes. and it yes. and somebody died and it was traced back you would to go me to jail. As I go to prison for murder. Yes. If someone that, died on my job because of something that I did or someone that I'm responsible for did, I would be fired and possibly put in jail. You know, the police, that doesn't happen to them. And here in and, America, the police can kill people for literally being black, jogging while black. Being a kid in a neighborhood while black, Walmart with a toy gun while black. I mean, well, you know, and I know I'm pissing off a lot of people that listen to this, you know, the I five people that do. Though. But, I yeah, and, and people wonder why African Americans get the police an attitude. I mean, because oh my, they get killed. Oh my God, at the same time, my thing is this if somebody's not giving you an issue, once they start giving you an issue, okay, start being a douche to right back to them, but if they're not giving you an issue, then don't be a dick right off top to them, but anyway Well, I'm not um, going to be a dick to somebody that's got a gun But you know what I mean Don't be, if somebody's like, hey man you know, I pulled you over for such and such, let me go ahead and see your license and registration don't be like, why the fuck you need to see my license and registration Motherfucker, you know how this works. But anyway, 
back to our conversation uh, and what I was about to say, because I'm about to agree with you somewhat. My thing right. is this. I'd like to see the situation with the lady cop in uh, Dallas. I'd like to see that almost right. become the precedent for the uh, for the situations as we move forward. I mean, Sean, you mentioned that it's just cops, though. It's not just cop, or it's not just uh, citizens, for example. I just read a story this morning about a about a uh, African American cop that literally there was a shooting. He was searching for casings. He had a flashlight. And somebody called the motherfucking cops on him and said, there is a black gentleman here acting suspicious with a flashlight, shining it in people's windows. That's unacceptable. Well, that shows the... Number one. Number one, dude was clearly probably wearing something that said fucking police. Yes, but but, but it just goes to show that there is a base... Racism integrated into the foundation of this country where white people are so goddamn afraid of black people, they will call the police for any fucking reason to keep the blacks out of their area. I wouldn't necessarily agree with that. I think that's a generalization, but I will say this much. I will say that there is a certain sect, and a lot of them are part of Cult 45, that... I mean, they they call people Karens now on Facebook, and God knows Karens exist in this world, and they need to be. Right. They need to. Oh my God! Like, there's no there's no point to live your life with that in your fucking heart. That doesn't speak for me though. That and that's what bothers me is when people when people say that as a white race we're just fucking inherently gonna fucking hate black people. No, I have no fucking problem with black people. I don't have a problem with anybody that's pink or purple polka dots. Whatever the fuck you are, fucking live your life. Be a goddamn good person. Go back to the beginning of this fucking show and do your deal. But at the end of the day, like, fucking no. Like, the people that are the quote-unquote Karens of this world Like, legitimately, I wish cops would go up to these people that call, like, I I honestly wish they would have fucking told this gentleman who was with his flashlight looking for casings and trying to search for evidence. I wish he would have fucking just walked up to that bitch's house and been like, ma'am, just, I heard you called. I wanted to let you know that I'm a fucking cop. Right, right. Damn that. Like, I, I wish that well, was apropos, because at a certain instance, there's no fucking point to not goddamn do that. Well, we've lived, we live in a state that has tried to regulate through laws, legislation, that people not wear their pants in the L.A. SAG with the pants down below the ass, Right. Yeah, I, I mean, personally, I just agree with that from a fucking aesthetic fucking point of view. I don't want to see anybody really? there. Just my why, fucking why? opinion. But, but seriously, why? Why does it fucking matter how anybody wears their fucking clothes? It shouldn't matter at all. If somebody wants to wear their pants down past their ass, cool. 
What does it bother anybody? It doesn't bother In anybody. All honesty. It doesn't but bother it does. anybody. It, it's just like, bro, come on now. Part of it is I almost feel sorry for him because I'm like, bro, have a little respect for yourself. Come on now. Because what's, what, the, wait, I, how would they just when I see something like that, though, Sean, when I see something like that, right. I'm like, bro, if you walked into an interview like that, what the fuck's the first person? Uh-huh. What the fuck's somebody going to think about you? I don't know. What would you think about someone that had their pants down past their ass in a, in a job interview? I'm not I think gonna, I would I'm ask them the interview questions. I think I, I would really, actually ask them the interview questions. Yes. I've been honestly, in that situation I, where someone showed up to a job interview in a wife beater with shorts with their pants down past their ass, okay, because it's all they fucking had. That's what they're used to doing. And I interviewed this person. turned out to be one of my best employees that I ever had. But I gave him a fucking chance. But at the same time, my thing would be this. Number one, you've got to put out a professional image as an employee of a certain company. What if you don't have a professional image? What if you're a single mother and your babysitter just happens to blow you off the day of your interview and you bring your kid to your interview? Am I going to judge them for that? Or am I actually going to give them the interview questions and talk to that person and actually find out, is this a candidate who just had a bad day? Sean, there's a big difference between not putting on a goddamn belt and having an issue with your child. Is it? I think there is. I don't think we should judge people by what they actually want to wear or how they want to wear it or express themselves. I don't know. I I mean, once again, I just... I don't know. I just want better for people. I just want people to fucking... Wait, wait, wait. Wait. You say you want better. What's wrong with having your pants around your ass? Is there because something wrong with that? Is it fundamentally wrong? Let's say this same person comes into an interview with a Fortune 500 company. And they say, hey, they hey, I want you to be the face of my fucking company. But I can't have you pulling your goddamn pants down below your ass. I need you to go f- fucking buy a belt. Okay. So then back go in the 20s and 30s. In the 20s and 30s, everybody wore a goddamn suit, right? Yeah. Should we go back to that? In certain instances, I don't see why it wouldn't be a why it would be a problem. If you get to a certain level, I don't see why it would be a problem. Hell, nowadays, uh, the once you get to a certain level of job, minus you know uh, gas station clerks, uh, anything minimum wage, once you get pretty much above that, it's business professional or business casual at the least. So you're required so to wear. So walked into your business with his pants past his ass and said, <laughs> "Hey, man, I'd like to talk to you about a job opportunity. Are you going to turn him away because his pants are hanging off his ass? Or that's fucking Jay Z. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. You're going to say, absolutely, I'll talk to you, sir, because he's a goddamn billionaire." John, now, 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 now you're just saying he has a separate set of rules because he's a billionaire. No, I'm not saying he has a separate set of rules. I'm saying your perception changes because he's a billionaire. I disagree. I wouldn't. 
I'm not hiring Mr. Jay-Z. And yet again, if Jay-Z, Jay-Z sets the, Jay-Z sets the dress code for his business. Jay-Z's not walking into another business. I guarantee you, Jay-Z is not walking into a business meeting with some of these high-level professionals. And trust me, I've seen Jay-Z in suits. Jay-Z wears a lot of suits nowadays. I I guarantee you he's not walking in there with his pants below his ass. But if he did, would you judge him for that? I think in the 90s when he was first getting his First, getting his empire off the ground, I think that he would have lost a lot of clients. Or I don't think he would have gotten a lot of people wanting to do business with him. I think that's why he he realized that he had to acquiesce to a certain certain business professional look. And that's why you see him transitioning to the suits. Will Smith, for example. Will Smith, a fresh prince. Same situation, was in wrath. Now you hardly ever see him without a suit. Uh, uh, Diddy, Sean Puffy Combs, same situation as Jay-Z. One of the biggest fucking moguls in the business, in in the music business, you know, got there because not only his his acumen, but also because of his appearance, how he presented himself. Right, but still, I, mean, that's just I don't think. We, I just don't think we should judge people for how they dress. I mean, some people like it. Some people say it's fashion. I mean, Jesus, we had mullets back in the '80s. Nobody fucking told us that it was wrong, and we couldn't do it. They should have, but they didn't. But at the same time, once again, Sean. So have I'm sure you've heard this: dress for the job that you want, not the job that you have. Right. And then okay, so I, don't like know, the, I never heard this. I never heard this till I started working at the place I'm working now. But ABI always yeah. be interviewed. Uh-huh. So, I mean, that's my thing. At the same time, if you're if you dress a certain way, if you say dress, if you're a grocery store clerk and you continuously dress not professionally, then if I if I see you come in for a management position, are you going to be the top of my list? Professionalism is a perspective. If I'm going to dress according to the job that I want, dude, I'm wearing flip-flops, shorts, no underwear, and a fucking, you know, wife eater. <laughs> Why? Because I want, to be, I want to be Jimmy Puppet, man. True. You know what I'm saying? I agree. I agree, though, Sean. But it's all perception, man. I mean, just because somebody has their pants past their ass, it doesn't make them a bad person. That's just what they like to do. There's nothing wrong with it. We I don't think legislate it's that. And, and I, I hope you don't think that that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying that. No, no, no. I I would rather you I just say, you. "Hey, I don't like it, and I wouldn't do that myself." But if somebody else right. wants to, cool. That's on them. Inherently, I want to see everyone succeed. So inherently, I know that there is a status quo. You little communist. (laughs) 
I know that there's a status quo out there that if you want to move up, like if I walked into an interview for a management position at my job, which I'm working towards right now, um, right. I came in and fucking came in dressed like I fucking just got off, got out of the fucking working in my house and fucking had mud all over me and shit. My mm-hmm. fucking boss, number one, my manager's going to look at me and say, Michael, you motherfucking moron. What the fuck were you thinking? Wash your goddamn clothes. What the fuck? No matter what I say. Well, he's man. a bad boss. He's a bad boss. My boss is awesome. I love my boss. But he's going to look at me because he wants more from me. He wants me to take his. You know, he always tells us, the same as you always told us when I worked for you, <laughs> Uh-huh. Always be paying somebody to take your job so you can move up. And that's his same situation. Yeah. So well, I always I mean, wanted to teach everyone everything that I know so that they could take my job when I move on, right? Which I did eventually move on, and someone should have taken my job. You see what I'm saying? God but bless. I wouldn't I judge it. I that more recently. Ha. <laughs> I haven't been there in a long time. That's crazy. <laughs> it's it, it's gone downhill, Sean. It needs us back. Oh well, they'll never see me. It's it's okay. Oh, I completely agree. Well, I'm really uh, dude. We've been on here for like two hours and ten minutes, and Brad didn't yeah. show up. I'm really sad. I'm very sad because yeah. we were a little bit more serious than we normally are. I do apologize to everybody for that. Um, yeah, of course, but Michael I, and I, Michael and I do that. We try to keep it lighthearted, but we kind of hit heavier issues. Absolutely, but I enjoyed every minute of it, and I hope uh, I hope our listeners did as well because well, I had a fun conversation with you. You know, it was definitely interesting to talk right? not only. We covered a lot of stuff tonight. We went from religion to pants hanging down below your ass. Right? Well, I'm sure that <laughs> dude on death row up at Tucker, you know, he probably rubbed one out while we were talking about that shit. <laughs> probably. Probably. But I guess, Sean, let's go ahead and uh, I'll let you wrap us up and we'll get out of here. All right. So this is Sean Caffleberry and Michael Carnahan with the American Idiots. We will be back next week, 8 p.m. on Monday evening. We have, uh, you know, tried to entertain you as best we can. If we didn't, we're not going to apologize because that's what we do. Anyway, have a good week. We hope to see you next week. Talk to you later. Have a great one.